Welcome to the Sugar Rebels Keto and Life Hacks podcast, and this is your host, Anna Dornier. In this podcast, I share groundbreaking information in the areas of the ketogenic diet, biohacking concepts, and my top tips on how to adapt the right mindset that will ultimately help you become more successful in not just improving your health, but ultimately your life. Thanks for tuning in. We are live with Dr. Heather today. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Dr. Heather, for being here um, and giving us some time in your busy schedule in between patients, probably. Um, I'm, I'm just really grateful that you're here and you know that they're going to hear from you today. Um, so real quick, um, they know your bio, a little bit of background. I sent it this morning. So real quick, just tell us a little bit about um, your background and you know why 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 keto uh, and I know because you have um, brought that into your practice as well right so like talk a little bit about that yeah well thank you for having me here today and thanks for letting me share a little bit more about what I am super passionate about so I'm gonna share a couple things that probably were not in my bio um, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor as a little girl at five years old I lost my grandpa he had a heart attack and when I was 12 years old, my aunt was 42. She was vacuuming and she had a heart attack and passed away. My grandpa passed away as well when I was five and she left six children. And so I knew I wanted to help people. I knew what we were doing wasn't right. The more I dug in to learn about biology in high school, the more I went to college and learned about, you know, learned about the human body. I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I knew there was a better way. I knew the body had the innate intelligence of healing itself. And then I worked in the cadaver lab. And so the more wow. I looked into that and kept seeing what was happening in the human body, I went on a big vegan phase, which made me very sick. <laughs> and I was recovering from my triathlons in the 80s because I'm an 80s lady. High school in the 80s, college in the 80s, was doing a lot of my endurance running then. I was pretty fast, but I would get sick for two or three weeks afterwards. So I would carb load before, and then I would you know, work in a cadaver lab. I'm thinking, okay, what I'm doing isn't working. I also worked in a pharmacy for 12 years, seeing people getting medication after medication saying, what we're doing isn't working. So the more I dug into that, not a rabbit hole, but the more I expanded my knowledge and really looked at some of the thought leaders I know, oh my gosh, we've got to be eating fats. The brain is 60% fat, the signaling from the brain to the rest of the body. As an endurance runner, what happens? Your cycle stop as a female, as a young female, this shouldn't be happening. I wasn't getting leaner, stronger muscles like you have. I was getting a thinner version of myself. So I knew I wasn't doing something right. Um, I was raised on a farm. My dad would raised um, milk 80 to 100 head of cows every day. I did not like dairy. I knew I had a dairy allergy. We wow. also raised 500 head of cattle and created 100 head of hog and farmed 500 acres. But that made me also appreciate the soil. I knew what we were doing, we had to put into our bodies. My dad loved the soil. He rotated crops. Again, getting the long story short, that <laughs> we came out and practiced, I knew that food was a foundation for every each and every patient. We started talking about vitamin D, which is a fat soluble vitamin back in the early 90s. And everybody's like, we can't talk about vitamin D. And now everybody would think about not talking about vitamin D. We're talking about 
fish oils, you know, EPA, DHEA back in the early 90s. And now, and people say, I can't tell my cardiologist. We were zone certified in 1995. And now people understand the zone diet, which is 40, 30, 30. But back then we had little small, tiny classes on Saturday morning. We were lowering cholesterol, getting the good cholesterol up, the bad cholesterol down, telling people to eat butter. And then we wouldn't really say keto. We just say, hey, let's switch it a little more this way. Let's go a little more this way on the carbs. Let's go a little more gluten-free, but exchange the gluten-free for yams and sweet potatoes and things like that. And we did a little more juicing. So we didn't call it keto in the 90s. We just called it a little tighter zone or we just switched some macros. So it made perfect sense to us as we introduced low carb style of eating. And then we had some patients that we really introduced the ketogenic diet to. They didn't want to do it solo. So I said, I'll do it with you. That's the kind of doctors that we are. I'll be your, I'll be your accountability partner. Right. I'll run another race. I'll do another triathlon. So we all just did it with our patients. So we saw the results that they were getting. And the more I learned about it for my patients, the more I learned about it for myself, it made absolute sense that we had to keep the sugar out. We were doing no sugar challenges from the minute we opened our doors in 1997, 1998, we were doing it in college. It made perfect sense to me. So fast forward to 2015, been on a ketogenic diet on and off for again, a couple decades with my patients for myself after my fourth baby and I had all my children naturally have never been on birth control or anything like that. I got a yeast infection. We know estrogen can do that. High carbohydrates, turn on aromatase can feed to yeast infections. I had to go very low carb keto in order to get rid of the candida, which took a year. I don't know why I got it, but it could just be hormones out of balance. So that's what yeah. I, I accounted it to. So a ketogenic diet, which is what I would recommend for my patients who are fighting candida. So it just made perfect sense that the more I learned about it and more people were coming to me now saying we have to do that. I was writing articles for paper. I was helping run the Casey Fitness Magazine um, challenges for obesity, kind of like the biggest loser challenges. I was putting people on a low, uh, low carb, high fat diet. We were winning the challenge every time. Trainers were paying tug of war with me and going, no, they've got to have 30 egg whites. They've got to have white rice or brown rice. They've got to have a potato. You know the diet. I'm sure you've even met, yep. <laughs> mentioned it a few I've years ago. I've done it for years, definitely. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they can't have it. There's not six pieces of toast today. So that tug of war um, actually got me some notoriety and my voice got me some notoriety for proving to say, could you help us with the FAQs? I'm like, absolutely. Let me show you what we got with our patients. Their A1Cs would lower, which is what we use to diagnose diabetes. Their cholesterol would lower and patients would go to their primary care physician like I don't know what you're doing but it's working our women would say oh my gosh I'm cycling now at 35 I haven't cycled for a year yeah. our men would say oh my gosh my testosterone is growing coming up because there's something called andropause which is a normal part um, of men going through the aging process but that shouldn't happen until you're 65 normal normal <laughs> yeah, yeah so I don't know what this as to be expected normal is so that's really a little bit about me and where that story came from my sister died at 48 she was sitting on the couch and this was seven years ago um, and she had a pulmonary embolism these people of my life my aunt my sister my grandpa nobody had high cholesterol it is not high cholesterol what they had in common there is no lululemon there is no planet fitness la fitness they didn't exercise because it wasn't really told um, they all had a little bit of extra weight on them they all ate the standard american diet that's what i can say none of them are on medications so what they have in common, they have sedentary lifestyle, probably over 20%, um, probably we're in that 30% BMI, 35% BMI, which is very easy to do. People are shocked yeah. when you check what their percentage of body fat is or lean muscle mass. So I can say that that's very common. That's where my passion comes from, is really reversing those uh, indicators that put you in that 80% zone. My grandma died of cancer. Um, 
she had it seven times. So those things drive me wow. to not be a statistic. And I want to be that mom who's a hundred years old that's playing and skiing and doing all those fun things with my kiddos. Yeah, that, wow. I, I haven't really heard that, like the whole story. Um, and it's so awesome to hear where your passion is coming from because you have contributed so much to this conversation. Um, so how, how long ago did you start the low carb um, you know, way with your patients? How long ago was that? The minute we opened the doors in 19, I graduated in 1997. We opened our doors in 1998 because the Kansas State Board of Healing Arts only sits twice a year. So 1998, I mean, we got zone certified. Um, Dr. Barry Sears wrote the zone and we started teaching people to eat healthy fats and only carbohydrates were not from grains. They were from starchy carbs. So that's a differentiation. It's not having gluten-free this, but it is having starchy carbs like beets and yams and brown or black rice and those type of things. So 1998, so 20 wow. years ago. So you guys were like ahead of the game. That is, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. and 20 years ago, I remember being on a radio talk show and somebody said, could you, if you picked one nutrient, because we have a lot of pharmaceuticals, what would you pick? And I said, I'll pick vitamin D because that is the biggest predictor of heart disease and cancer. Now, if you ask me, what is the number one supplement you would pick to give a patient? It would be exogenous ketones because it feeds the brain, which is a master board of your body. So yeah. that's the number one supplement. I have 15 companies on my shelf that I use, whether it's iron or calcium or digestive enzymes or probiotic, whatever, or, you know, things for natural thyroid health. It would be exogenous ketones. I would take yeah. everything else off the shelf and that's what it would be. And then that, it would be vitamin D. That is powerful coming from you because you've had, what, 22 years of experience in this field and really seeing, you know, the impact that this thing has in the marketplace, like like right away, almost immediately, probably. Well, um, I also know how hard the diet is. I've helped patients. We've held their hands. We've cried. We've done this. They've gone out to the car. They're all excited. They get home. They either get shamed or blamed by their peer peer. Peer, their peer group of people like come out and have a glass of wine or do this or do that and like oh you can have champagne but if it's in your carb calculator but it may cut off it may mess with your anti-diuretic hormone it can stress your adrenal gland so they're all ready to go until they walk out of the door and they hit the pavement on the other side of the office and then the world hits them i just call it the shaming blaming syndrome which yeah. is either work or peer pressure and then they can't do the diet and so now they have an option that will help them give them the muscle to do the diet if they need to do the diet. Or I just got a note from somebody who says, I've tried the diet for three or four months. I feel like I'm a big failure. I'm afraid to try again because the failing is so stressful on me. I'm a type yeah. A personality. Yep. What if, and I, what if I could give you a tool that will help you succeed? It's a bridge to help you get there if you want to do the diet. What if you yeah. don't want to do the diet and you just want to eat clean, low carb, and this takes away cravings. What yep. if I have a tool for you? And I tell people, it used to be acupuncture we would use, or we would use biofeedback or neurofeedback to help people stop the sugar addiction because sugar hijacks your brain. It's it a real does. addiction. Yeah. And now we have is. a tool. Yeah, yeah, I love it. So while we're in the topic of ketones, like, can you tell us a little bit as to, like, you know, either from experience or like me? some studies I know that there's more and more studies on ketones that are coming out like what what are some of the things that's going on in our body why is it so effective in reducing the appetite reducing the cravings and just that mental clarity even if you're not making your own ketones 
Like compared to this, I live in Kansas, so we're at sea level. If you've ever been to Colorado, been to altitude, and you go straight there, like it's hard to think when you're deprived of oxygen. Um, my mom's on oxygen full time, so take her canister away from here. Her, she starts to stutter, her eyes get very slow to respond, so her pupils get slow, she needs oxygen. So just think if your body had 30% less oxygen, or you went from Kansas to Colorado on the same day, and you go up on the ski slopes, and yeah. my kids skated in Colorado and they know the first game was okay and the second game they tanked. Just think, if you could have 38% more oxygen to your brain, to your blood vessels in your brain, to your optic nerve, your intake to the whole rest of your body, that's how you perceive the rest of your body. How about to your muscles? Like that's why we see like, it, what if your seventh mile feels like, what if your 10th mile feels like your seventh mile? Or what if your 100th pushup is actually your 70th pushup? That's what happens when you're putting ketones because they're 33% more energy efficient. They're 38% more oxygen to your brain. So when you're getting that 30% more bonus, or if you're yeah. running a, I tell you, if you're running like a 400 meter, what if you get to start on the 100 meter line and everybody else starts at the, the one, you know, at the zero line, start line, you're getting that much of a head start. Yeah, That's why it's yeah. so important because now you're getting the signaling from your brain to the rest of your body, whether it's your heart, your kidneys, your gonads, your intestines, everything's getting the faster signaling. That's why the cognition is so much higher. The recall is so much higher. And then we know with a broken brain or bruised brain, whether you fell down when you were 10 years old or you're in a car wreck or you're an elite soccer player, lacrosse player, whatever it may be, gymnast, we once thought or knew what we thought was a gold standard was you have a bruise in your brain, you've damaged those cells, they, they're, they're damaged. So they're just gonna be damaged the rest of your life. Yeah. There's no way to get energy to turn them on. Now we know, this is so exciting, in 2019, Dr. Kunane, 2020, Dr. Amen, leading thought leaders in the brain world who do lots of different imaging, Dr. Lillian does spec imaging, um, EEGs, all type of MRI imaging. Now we know that when we give your body water-soluble, pure therapeutic exogenous ketones, those damaged brains will 100% uptake that for energy. It's water-soluble, which means it doesn't last all day, it's not stored but you will get energy to what we thought were dead cells. Think of it just again, like little spots that weren't in the holes in your yard that wouldn't grow. Now those cells will uptake energy. They will light up on those spec imaging, which is so exciting. So if you ever have a family member with Alzheimer's or I've got a patient with a kiddos, you know, 20 something that's got, have had four concussions and can't play anymore. We don't want them to return to play. We want them at 20 to be functioning when they're 40 and 60. Now we know those brain cells have a chance of operating 100% of the time. And these are the research studies going on today. And when you can get the brain functioning, it signals everything else because the hypothalamus tells the pituitary, which is all the releasing hormones to the thyroid, to the adrenal glands, to everything else in the body, it releases seven different hormones and tells them what to do. That's why we see the thyroid improving because the pituitary tells the thyroid or it tells the adrenal glands, tells the gonads what to do. So those are the studies that are really going on. It's mostly on brain. And second one is on elite function, on athletic performance and recovery. So that's what's so exciting is that recall cognition, is that brain function, and then that athletic performance. I love that. Oh my gosh, like you just like, that's a lot of information. Um, I'm, I'm excited about all of that. Um, like, and, you know, once, once they're like really, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of them that are published already, but I'm just very excited where this is heading um, and where the research is heading because now more and more scientists and doctors are taking notice. So um, you guys can digest all of that. Watch the replay again, you know, if you want to like really like um, understand what 
you know Dr. Heather just unfolded for us because it's powerful like when when we really know the science behind it it's so powerful um, so I'll ask this and I'll also ask this of the keto diet so are ketones safe and is the ketogenic diet safe yeah. So a minute, one thing on research, people ask me all the time, where's the research? If you have the ketogenic vial, or if you have somebody else's current uh, book out there, the keto cure, look at the back bibliography, look at where, what you're looking for and just go. And I tell people, go to those, go to those research or go to those new um, publications, look at their cited research articles and go to there. Every major university is doing something on ketones right now. It's that crowded of a space, which is great, but go to there to look for the topic that you want. So are ketones safe? My answer is yes and no. So it depends on what they are. It's kind of like if you look at Crisco versus coconut oil, they're both white, they both fry food, they can make food taste amazing. However, one is toxic and can cause cardiovascular disease and clog up arteries. The other one has amazing health benefits. Coconut oil is the one that's amazing that causes amazing health benefits. It's antiviral, antiparasitic, again, lots of health benefits. The same is true for ketones. The reason I back prove it 100% and give it to my family, my adult children, my mother, myself, my patients, is because it's pure natural, it's bioidentical, which is what our body makes. So we talk about like a keyhole. If you come to my house, there's only one key that fits in my keyhole. If you try to use your key, Anna, into my house, you could actually bust open and break my lock and break your key. It would damage. It would damage your key to your front door. It would damage my lock if we tried to jam and shove it in there. The same thing happens if you try to use something that is not identical to what your body makes. It can actually build up and it can actually harm the body. Maybe maybe it won't harm it the first or second time that you try it, but if you keep trying to jam something in there, or try something, it doesn't work, and keep flooding that keyhole with the wrong keys, your neighbors, my neighbors, eventually it can cause harm. So they are amazingly beneficial if it is the right one. When it is the wrong one, like it's the mixed isomer, it doesn't fit, then you can get a lot of bad side effects to it. So the the, the lesson of the, the live today is basically make sure that it's the right kind of healthy fats, right? It's the healthy fats. Correct. Um, and not like the highly processed um, oils that are out there like canola oil, vegetable oil. Um, and as far as ketones, we want to make sure that it's the, the right kind of isomer, like you said. So explain what isomer is in um, natural, <laughs> in layman terms. <laughs> I so when you're, that. Yeah. yeah, when you're talking about a, a, almost a, a minor biochemistry, so when you're talking about chemical, making up chemicals like methane, butane, it's or carbons, like let's talk about MCTs, like C8, C7, C10. So we talk about medium chain triglycerides, C8 versus C10 versus C12. It's how many carbons are in a chain. So C8 versus C12 is um, caprylic acid versus lauric acid. Lauric acid is a longer carbon chain. I'm getting your, your cancer. So it has different properties. One will, the C12 will be monolaurin, which is antiviral, antiparasitic. C8 is gonna be energy. So when you talk about a racemic mixture, they're flipping it like a mirror image. So like when you yeah. and I, if I were to try to hold up something and it read backwards on here, like this reads backwards, that's the wrong image. You're not gonna take TAN. I don't know what TAN yeah. is, that doesn't fit my body, but <laughs> yeah. the NAT would fit in my body. So right. the right. mirror image is just like we said, it's a wrong isomer. So it's the L isomer or the mirror image. That doesn't work. It's like reading it backwards in your body. It's sort of sticking your right hand. Oh, there's my puppy coming in. <laughs> it's your right hand versus your left <laughs> hand going in or the wrong mixture. So you wanna have the right one so your body reads it. 
you can't read this if this were in a foreign language, but if it were the right image, then your body can read it and absorb it. The wrong one doesn't fit in just like the keyhole. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit in. Who knows where it's going to go? It can cause more harm yeah. or you could just use it in the toilet. We don't know. Yeah. It's different it's for every person. You're not able to absorb it. You're not really able to use any of it. You're just wasting your money basically. Yeah, but we also don't know where what could happen. Like if yeah. it could get stored somewhere else. It, I mean, right. being water soluble, it should not get stored, but it potentially could. We don't yeah. know what else is in that with a binder. Yeah, definitely. So one last question. I know you have to go. <laughs> so why why do you think? And and I know that you know this, like from a science standpoint. Why do people respond much better with a a lower carb, higher fat approach? Why do our bodies really respond well to to this this way? Um, respond in which way? As far as you know, we're feeling all these benefits, right? That mental clarity, that mental focus, oh, the gosh. reduced appetite, all that increased energy. It's much easier on your body. First of all, glucose is toxic for your body. It only lasts 30 minutes because the minute that your body sees glucose, it shuttles out insulin. It's oh my gosh, get it out. It's only 30 minutes of energy. I have four boys ages 17 to 25. They're all drivers. So just think if they were stopping and starting every exit, every 30 30 minutes here stopping and starting because we're getting ready to drive to Texas. But think if we put it on cruise and could drive and we stopped every four or five hours, it's much yeah. easier on your body if you're only stopping every four or five hours for energy. What happens if it stopped and start, stopped and start? Well, that's what happens when you're having carbohydrates. You eat a carbohydrate. Again, you're asking me on a higher carbohydrate. We're eating every 30 to 40 minutes. Or if we don't eat, then we tank and then we feel flatlined because we don't have any energy. And then your liver doesn't have time to go grab that fat and store it. So that's why it's so much harder harder on your body and the average person's eating 17 times a day or you're taking a drink of that sweet tea or soda you take a drink it's sugar you wait 10 more minutes you take a drink so your body's like insulin insulin yeah, insulin yeah. and you're yo-yoing all day long and it's so hard on your adrenal glands your thyroid starts your body the adrenal glands are the engine versus when you're having a low carb diet a higher fat diet only putting carbs in maybe three to four times a day every four to six hours your body's not having to work so hard to process it's just yeah. dumping it a little bit and then it's cruising refill and then cruise it makes your body run so much easier and now the energy instead of digesting food 17 times a day the energy is now focusing in your brain it's focusing on memory and recall it's focusing on creating a new healthy immune system it's focusing on your heart it's focusing on lean muscle mass it's not focusing on digesting and sifting and sorting artificial flavoring, artificial food coloring. So it makes the whole system run much more efficient. Your body's majority of energy should be working on your brain and your immune system and, should, and your cardiovascular system. It should not be on your digesting food all day long. Yeah, I love that. So, so simple yet so much like meat in there. So again, if you guys need to watch the replay, go ahead and do that. Um, so I know you have to go Dr. Heather. So if you need to hop off, go for it because i know that you're you have a crazy day um i want to just kind of give them some takeaways real quick before we go um bro your focus is to basically um increase your fat intake make sure to check our food list and the to make sure that you're intaking the right kinds of fat and also if you have your keto as not definitely that would help increase your um satiety and reduce your sugar cravings as well so that is your homework for tomorrow do you have any last thoughts last comments or anything like that dr heather 
I would just say as you're making that shift happen, don't confuse better for perfect. Close does count and make one shift a day. Exchange your soda or your non-water beverage for, for like if you're having a soda or a sweet tea, your non-water beverage for more water or just take the sugar out of the tea. Just to make a small shift. And like my kids are just eating, like if you're eating buns and a fry, just take the bun away or take the fry away. Or if you're eating Mexican, get the chips or the beans or the rice, just pick one. Don't go, don't go cold turkey. It's too hard on your body. Um, so just make a small shift every single day. It will add up immensely. I know you've done an amazing job. Like you talked about salt yesterday. So make those little tiny health hacks. They'll add up amazingly over time. People who try to go all in 100%, they really feel defeated. So I think you've yeah. done an amazing job on your health hacks. That would be my tip. Slow and steady wins the race. Don't worry about being perfect. Go for better. Thank you. Amazing tips. Thank you so much, Dr. Heather. Thank you for Enjoy having your day. me. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Keto and Life Hacks. Be sure to tap on the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes if you found value in my show or simply tell a friend who can benefit from it. You may also visit my website at thesugarrebel.com for some awesome and free keto resources. For information on how to find me on Instagram and Facebook and to ask me your keto and biohacking questions directly. Be sure to check in regularly for the newest episode. I'll see you soon.